All right, we good to go? We are good to go. All right, we are back recording. It's been a little bit since we've we've done a, a podcast. We've been releasing them consistently, but um, we're, we're getting back into the swing of recording them. So they'll continually be, be coming out every single week. Um, yeah, so I guess a uh, topic for this week, since it's very it's very timely, we're working uh, with a client, Classkick. We've worked with them very closely for a little while now, um, and we're working with them to fill a QA lead position. So we figured it would be really helpful for, I mean, myself um, and I guess our, our network as well to just talk a little bit, dive a little bit deeper into uh, QA, what it's like to work as a QA in a startup. Um, and Eric actually has <laughs> quite a lot of experience in this, started out as a manual QA tester and moved into uh, a managerial role within two years. So uh, we figured it'd be a pretty interesting conversation to figure out, you know, hey, how do you go from, you know, manual QA tester and how do you grow quickly within your career, uh, specifically focusing on QA? So um, yeah, I guess we can, I guess we can kind of just, just jump into, I know, obviously, I know we've talked about your, your background a decent bit, but uh, I guess we can just kind of go into like your very first role as a manual QA tester. Um, what was that, what was that like? And what was kind of your, your mindset going into that role? Yeah, so I, I'm excited to talk about this because yeah. before I was VP, I had a career in QA. Uh, yeah. QA in my blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and so the background is I graduated from a programming bootcamp. I was not a very good programmer in a company called Jibe. Uh, uh, and a couple of awesome people gave me opportunity. So uh, 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 Boris and Edward, if you're listening, uh, thank you very much. Turned out pretty good. Um, so they gave me opportunity, right? So the, the role is kind of like, okay, like just figure out QA almost, right? Like it, it it was mostly like a manual role. And if I could do some automation, I mean, I could write scripts and everything uh, at that point. So it's like, all right, it's QA, it's manual. And if you can automate, great, right? And that was just like the first, right? Like Ed was like the kind of like the QA manager at the time. And I was like the first QA person. So, I mean, going into that role and it was a kind of a scrappy, tiny startup. I think it was like 30 people at the time. It's just like, okay, like they have a product, customers pay for it. It needs to not be broken. So they right. decided to hire QA, right? And for me, I, even though people were like poo-pooing on QA, I'll just put it nicely mm -hmm. at that time. Uh, and maybe uh, people still do. Um, so I, I'm the I'm the people's champion for QA at this point, <laughs> uh, if you will. Um, but basically, I just did whatever it took, right, to do a good job, right. Whether it's working cross functionally, whether it's trying to like put my head down and test, whether it's trying to get some people on board to test better earlier. They call it shift left now, which is don't just try to make QA do it, make quality the responsibility of the team. But even as a manual tester, I just did whatever I could to make the team succeed. And I think people saw that. And when I got into the role, I just had the mindset that I, yeah, I'm, I'm the lowly QA with a, you know, terrible salary, but I will do whatever it takes to help the team and learn slowly. So 
I just read all the blogs on the internet, right? Like startup blogs and, and, and big company blogs. Um, you know, Google had a testing blog, uh, watermelon or waiter, W A T I R M E L O N. So that was a, a testing framework built on, uh, on top of Ruby. So I started reading all these blogs and started stealing some practices. And what worked is, um, you know, learning, like trying to find something simple that could help the team, uh, that could automate and do consistently. And that was learning like Jenkins and CI. So I wrote one script yeah. and worked with the DevOps and developers to put on continuous integration. It would just run. So for example, what the script was, it's just a login script. So it's just basically like a robot script that when you open a browser, it just logs in, make sure you can log into a site. Yeah. It's a pretty important thing to make <laughs> yeah. sure it works. Right. Right. So I did that and it worked and we had a lot of different customers. So we did it across all the different customer sites. And that was actually like the best script we ever wrote because okay. it's kind of like a quote unquote smoke test script. Okay. I think the advice is like, go and find some that small that works right? And the team will love you and your customers will be happy. And I just use that mindset to do pretty well at Jive. So uh, essentially like I end up like kind of owning leading, if you will, the, um, the, the testing side. Uh, so whenever there was a release, I help like onsite offshore testers just figure out what to test and get it done. Right. So yeah. I think a lot, is just like trying to be helpful and having a good mindset. Yeah. And after a year, it's just like that mindset was just strong enough with the experience that I had to go and get um, the next level kind of job. So I got pretty good at writing scripts and putting on CI after a year that I jumped jobs. Yeah. And I made a lot more in my next job. Right. And on that job is a part uh, UI testing and a part of API testing. And I applied that same mentality right? To learn API testing and, you know, learning different kinds of testing that's helpful for the team and just being a good teammate. I did that for another year. And yeah. then I found another startup that was going through um, a lot of growth that had a lot of QA pains and I knew UI testing, I knew API testing and I was able to, and I was a good teammate. And I was able to get another job where they're like, okay, like we not only want you, but we want to build like a team. Gotcha. So I got known as like, you know, I got a role as a, a head of QA, right? Yeah. Uh, equivalent to a director level role, if you will. Yeah. And I was going to build a team of, uh, I think three to four. And I did that for a couple of years and that's when I learned the management, right? So, you know, hired a, a couple of people, uh, a few people. And each of them were in different kind of like squads. And okay. it's just kind of like rinse repeating what I did individually. I learned how to become a manager. I failed in a lot of ways. Sure. Succeeded in some ways. And, uh, you know, that was really my experience. So I don't know, I'll quickly pause there. I don't know if I'm oversimplifying, but that was basically my route. Like I worked hard, was a good teammate, got really lucky because it was a tech boom right. um, and just kept trying to climb. So I'll pause there. Gotcha. Yeah. I think the, uh, the advice that you gave is, is basically 
find something small where you can potentially be helpful for other people. Um, and naturally that will, first of all, you're jumping out of your kind of box that you typically work in on a day to day. You're trying out something new. You're being helpful. You're learning some other new technologies. If you have to integrate and you're working with the DevOps team more closely, um, I guess so. I'm curious just because again, uh, I'm thinking about your, your journey. So you started out as a, as a manual QA and basically you were like, I just want to get in the door in the, in the tech space. Um, and then within two years, you're already in, in management. Was that, did you know that you wanted to be some sort of a leader or a manager, or did that just sort of happen? That was just sort of your personality. Like, I don't know. I didn't know if it was sort of a plan for you or it just kind of, just kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a combination of things. So like in different work environments, you'll find that you either you're okay with just like, okay, like whatever it is, it is, right? Mm -hmm. right. Or um, whatever it is, I want to change it and make it better. Okay. And there were some times when I disagreed with my managers. And when I whenever I disagreed, I, I kind of saw like what, you know, some managers did that wasn't effective. So I was like, oh, that doesn't seem effective when I'm a manager, I'll, I think I could run the team better. So I think it was about like putting my uh, money where my mouth is. And also that I did want to climb. I, I did want to keep growing in my career quickly and I did what it takes. Right. So when I didn't know UI testing, I learned it. When I didn't know CI, I learned it. When I didn't know APIs, I learned it and asked a lot of questions. So going back to the management thing, it's just like, I thought that I could run a team really well because gotcha. of some of the things that I was missing that I thought were critical to running a team. So that's what gotcha. put me on the path to management. Cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess one of the, yeah, the, another thing that you said, it was like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you said it, maybe like poo-pooing the, like, like QA at the time. And then you also mentioned shift left. So I've heard that like a few times but could you maybe describe that a little more? Because it seems like QA is now more embedded within the development process, whereas maybe it was maybe a little bit of an afterthought at first. It was like, oh, we'll see yeah. if there's any issues with it. Now it's like, let's address them up front. That's kind of how I look at it. I don't know if that's really <laughs> totally accurate, but yeah, yeah, I'm curious about yeah, like shift left, if you could explain that a little yeah. more. Should I talk about the poo-pooing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you uh, know what? Yeah. So, so I'll just address that quickly. Right. So yeah. like a lot of people are saying like, Hey, don't go into QA. And cause like they're saying hey, it's a dead end job and whatever. But for me, it's a foot in the door. I got my foot in the door. Right. And you learn for a year and you do better. Right. It doesn't matter what the title is to me, at least I'll get in it. I'll, I'll do a great job and then I will climb. Right. So for all the people that saying, Hey, like QA is bad. I mean, like, you know, I, I never had that experience. Sure. Right. I took maybe the road less traveled and I enjoyed it. It got me a foot in the door and eventually I became a VP anyways. Gotcha. Right. So, you know, for, for I, I, I'll say it louder for all the people in the back, <laughs> uh, put in your time, your energy, do great work and you'll climb in your career. Right. So I'll just address that. Sure. Um, and then when you say like shift left, right? So when you think of the software development development lifecycle, you kind of have um, a business idea, and then you have the team kind of 
try to make that idea reality. So you might have product managers that say like, hey, you know, like, okay, that's your idea. Here's how we turn into a feature. And then the product managers might say like, okay, we need to kind of design that out. So a design team might put it together. The developers might say, okay, you know, like we'll go and build it. And then right at the end, it's like now test everything. And the QA would be like, well, uh, like was it supposed to do? Right. Right. And then we're like, oh no, you're supposed to figure that out, QA. You're supposed to know what this thing's supposed to do and what all the edge cases are. Gotcha. <laughs> when no one else knows what all the edge cases are. Gotcha. So there's a big disconnect, I guess, from development to I, QA. It's like, yeah, what do you, yeah, how do you know? <laughs> I never, I never could figure out, you know, like I just laughed every day what an opportunity it was to be in QA. Mm-hmm. Because the software development lifecycle was so messed up. All the stuff that you would read about, how you would do software was all wrong. Gotcha. Like I'd be in there, it's like, how am I a singular person with 20 developers, three product managers, six designers, I'm going to test the whole thing and know all the edge cases. I literally asked someone that and someone said yes. Wow. <laughs> and then they realized what, the, what they answered me. So when I was at QA, I was like, this is stupid mm-hmm. right and and people eventually figure it out and that's why they use the term shift left so now they say quality is everyone's responsibility sure shift left let's have testing earlier let's have qa earlier right so what that means is qa is in all the uh business meetings design meetings gives feedback earlier in the process and what i really feel is is true qa these days is if a qa person can teach the development team how to test better, that's shifting left to me. So when I was VPE, basically what I did is I said, developers, you're responsible for testing. Gotcha. You're responsible. By the time you say you're done with a ticket, your feature has been tested by you, right? Like it works. Don't pass off to a QA person. We had QA, but we had one for every like seven or eight, like one in every squad. Sure, yeah. So when we say shift left, we say, hey, teach the team, enable them so they could test early. And then what we had the QA people do was at the when it when it said, okay, now we're gonna put all the pieces together, they kind of like tie all the automation together and then hit a button, do some sanity checks, and then it's just kind of like QA is the smoke test at the end. Sure. Not like, okay, we have one day left, let's make sure our product works. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'll pause there and yeah. see if that made any sense. No, that that makes a lot of sense. So as a, I guess you're saying your your software. If you're a developer, you were saying your software should be fully tested by you before you even send it to to QA. Like, what does that mean? Like fully, fully tested? Because I've done I've done like troubleshooting on my own like terrible scripts that I've written and like can't figure it out. I'm like, this this is awful. But um, <laughs> yeah, like so, uh, like I guess what does that what does that look like for a developer? Yeah, so for a developer, and so we worked at a startup, by the way. So we're not going to have someone test all the edge cases and, yeah. and, and, and everything like that. So for the developers, all we ask them to do, manually test it, te- you know, what the feature is. So, hey, let, let's say it's a login page. Enter username, enter password, login, make sure it works manually. Mm-hmm. Try another browser. Then write one script. Right, at least one to make yeah. sure there's a happy path. If you are so motivated, you probably want to add, add a couple more. 
gotcha. most developers had wrote pretty good tests. Gotcha. So by okay. the time they said they were done, they wrote the code, they tested the thing across different browsers. Yeah. Right. And then like it just works. And then when it gets to like a QA phase, it's like, okay, like let's just run all the tests on CI, make sure nothing breaks. Then we're good. Right. But the problem previously was developer will build a thing, not test anything, maybe write a unit test. Right. And then just and then the QA would say, Oh, like I can't enter in a username or a password at all. And it and it breaks. Gotcha. And that back and forth <laughs> takes days. I actually got tickets to test stuff. I'll say, hey, the, the basic button that you, you made, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll work on the ticket a day or two later. So I said, if you just if you just did that in your local, it takes two minutes. Why wait two days? So you know, like, yeah, I didn't call a shift left. I was just like, hey, everyone should test, do a little bit of testing. But now that's what they call a shift left. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess I always assumed that software developers always did a little bit of the testing on their own just because I guess like in my own mind, the only things that I've worked on are like individual projects or like small team projects. And we don't have specific, like we don't have specific responsibilities it's sort of like hey we need to figure it out so you need to do all the testing then so that's how i always assumed that it was but i guess it, it wasn't i guess it wasn't like that previously it's interesting hmm. yeah no I, I i'd say like the old mindset is like you build a thing and you toss it over and see if it works gotcha now i think and nowadays i think more companies have the like hey like test your shit mentality yeah. Um, so I think like that doing stuff over the wall QA, it's like a lot less. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So I guess, um, like going from a manual QA to an automated QA or just like gaining that skill set, what does that really entail? Is it just you get much better at writing scripts? Like, are there really specific tools that you really need to pick up or can you? figure that out. Can you do a lot of that in Python or something? How does that transition work? Like, how would you recommend doing that? Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest. It's like whatever you want on the internet. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Literally on the internet, they have like Udemy videos if you want. And you know, there, there's like blogs and it's just like, get out there and see what other people are doing. Right. Like I banked my career on like this thing called Cypress. Right. Uh, Cypress.io, um, which, uh, fun fact, we actually helped them get their funding round by talking to, I think, an investor or something like that, who actually gave feedback Interesting. Uh, at some point. So That's we're cool. uh, like actually a, um, like a big supporter uh, of them. But essentially, like what they have is they have great documentation. They have a chat room that you can ask questions. So what's the excuse? Right. Right. Like what, what's the excuse? Can you take a half an hour a day or like a few hours a week to like add a little bit of automation during your work day? Right. Try that. Right. And then like write one script. I'm not asking, I'm not suggesting that you write 10 or 20 or a hundred, write one script right? and see if you can hook it on to, to your CI. Gotcha. The simplest thing. And then you have, and then you have tests a test running on CI, then add another and another. And after a month, you might have four scripts Yeah, that prevent hell from breaking loose. 
right. and then you just keep adding to it. So, I mean, that's how you become an automated tester. And I banked also on RunScope. It was actually, thank you, RunScope, for helping me make a pile of cash using your amazing tool. They got bought out, by the way. <laughs> so basically, my second job was like API tester. And I okay. actually saw when I got there, they're like, they had a team that was doing all this like heavy automation work on using Java. Sure. I was like, wait, like, and I had done a little run scope previous to my second job. So I was like, you actually don't even need to build a framework. It's actually like there and you pay like 50 bucks a month. Right. So I actually used the framework the whole time. I didn't really have to write too much custom code. It's just knowing, knowing what the API docs were and using the tool and making it stupidly easy for the team. All I did sure. was use RunScope, tie it to CI, um, use RunScope, look at the API docs, which either the team wrote or I helped write, right, right using Swagger. And I, we ran it through CI. And it was like, it was a six-figure job. Wow. <laughs> all, all I did was use a tool, talk to a team. I didn't do anything crazy. And that's when I was like, oh, this really like, I eventually learned to write more code that did some custom stuff, but sure, that's how you go, right? Like if you have to write some automated, cool. If you use a tool out there, that's cool. But it's solved. Your job is to solve a problem, right? Your job as an engineer is to solve a problem. And I did, and I didn't have to write a lot of code. So that was a secret that I had, huh. and I'm sure today there's gotta be much more advanced stuff. Sure. I haven't been a QA person for like years now, but I'm hundred percent sure there's stuff that you could just buy off the shelf. Um, and the secret now we could talk about it. I could literally yeah. do like 40 hours of work in, in like two in a week. Yeah. Guess what yeah. I did with the other 38. I like communicated. Well, I wrote API documentation. I'd learn like Git, uh, learn CI, learned a little bit of development. Right. Yeah. And like, that's how I upskill because I was able to like do a lot of work in very little amount of time. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Cause I, I remember talking to, uh, somebody, uh, for the position that we were talking about before for, a it was like an automated, it was like an SDET automated QA engineer. And, um, I was talking to somebody, he was like, yeah, I have a full-time job, but it, it takes me like two hours a day so I can take on another full-time job. And I was like, I was like, what is, what does, I was like, he's like, yeah, it's just like, I. I figured it out. I can do it really well. So I can, I want to do something else. I need to do something more, but I can still do this one. I was like, okay. Like, it, <laughs> it's like, really, when this it releases, was just bizarre to me. I was like, what? Like, that's, it was really just interesting. It was kind of bizarre to me. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be funny. I'm sorry if I'm blowing up anyone's spot in the QA world. Oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. It, I, this was a, a long time ago. I don't yeah, even know yeah, if I'm yeah, connected. Yeah. It was a random phone call. Um, okay. but yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess to kind of like circle back to um, like what we're working on now, the like QA, yeah. QA lead position, um, obviously it needs to be really like heavily focused on, on automation. Like, is there, is there, is there anything like consistent across the board that you would expect from somebody or that you, you need from somebody in terms of screening them out for somebody who's coming in as the QA lead and they're going to be really the first QA engineer on the team? Like, is there, are there consistencies across the board to, to look for? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I would say like number one, so like we work with startups, right? Classic right. is a startup, right? At startups, it's a utter mess, <laughs> right? Like it's always an utter mess, right? Like I'm, I, I, I don't care how much a startup thinks to have their stuff in order. 
uh, or how much it might look like they have their stuff in order from the outside. On the inside, it's a mess. Sure. Okay. As a QA, as the first QA person and QA lead at a startup, you gotta get in there and figure it out, and then put some some process in, some guardrails, right? Gotcha. So what does QA lead role? Okay, like get to know the stakeholders, right? Like so, number one, I think it's that mentality that I'm gonna be a really good team player. I'm gonna figure out how the team works. And yeah. slot in. So I think like communication, being a team player, is like number one. And then the idea, um, like being flexible enough to understand, okay, what it is they they need. Sure. Is it should we write test cases? Should we use test rail? Right? Should we uh, implement automation? Um, right? Like things of that nature. So like just having that mentality and curiosity, I think, is really important. As well, I think like what is a really good fit is, um, yeah, like having some having that automation experience yeah. is going to be key. Having that teamwork ability is key. Having the ability to work with stakeholders to create process um, where there is none is is really important. So I think people would be successful are those that come from startups, yeah. right? Those that maybe have done it one time before, or maybe they're a very senior. Q engineer and they want their first title. I, I love people like that because yeah, I was yeah. I was one, right? I remember going into my first like head of QA or QA manager interview. And I was like, I talked about the testing pyramid. I was like so passionate about it. I was only a uh, QA engineer at the time, but they gave me the opportunity. So I'll pause yeah. there, see if uh, we go uh, deeper at all. No, I think that's I think that's helpful. Um, it's interesting, I guess it kind of, the way that you framed QA in terms of developers doing their own testing, um, that sort of changed the way that, that I think about it. Um, because it initially, I'm sort of thinking about like a lead QA and it's like almost a, a clear divide of the developers are doing the developing and then they're, the QA is, is taking care of that. So yeah, I was just kind of, yeah, I was just kind of thinking about that that interaction, like somebody completely new coming into the organization. That's like, I guess the very beginning, kind of like you said, it's just, it's just figure it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, it was just, it was interesting to me. I'd imagine someone in this role also, um, it, uh, would not have a super clear divide of like, Hey, build the thing and toss it over. I'd imagine they influence stakeholders to say, Hey, a product, when you are creating this feature, can you just give me a set of test cases? Just all the happy path, gotcha. right? At least have that, educate, right? Sure. Hey, developer, can you do a single manual test when, um, when you finish the feature, right? Like I'm not saying this is exactly what the head of engineering uh, will ask for, right? right? right. Um, you, you know, applicants for this role, you can speak to him about uh, his vision, but I would say right, for me, like what I would think would be a good fit for this role is they can influence other stakeholders to shift testing left, as we have said, right? Like uh, have meaningful conversations, influence, right? Institute process. Gotcha. No, that's definitely, that's definitely very helpful. Um, yeah, I think it would just be helpful in terms of having conversations and, and going back and forth with with candidates. Like I have a pretty good idea, but like I always 
I always want to, as a recruiter, like I always tried my best to take things like one or two steps further. So it's like, regardless of the position that you're working on, do a, I always try to do a little bit of extra research to at least sound like I kind of know what I'm talking about and then be able to take, be able to take good notes after asking questions. So, um, yeah, just regardless of what the position is, I always like try to have one or two like extra added things in there to, to try and figure things out, dive a little bit deeper instead of just asking kind of the, the face value questions, like the really basic things. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's super helpful for me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what what else we could cover within within QA. <laughs> yeah, have we covered it all? I don't know. You'd probably know better than I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I guess uh, I don't know. Like, I'm still I'm still like, a little bit curious about like your your background because I still always think about the way that you say it is like I always wanted to just like build things on the internet and like I t- to me I've always thought of you go through a boot camp and the ideal thing is to come out and be a full stack developer. Like that's always what people, what people are shooting for. Um, so like, is there any part of you that kind of wishes that you had gone down that path? Like even if, if your first role wasn't manual QA, like if your first role was like junior engineer, uh, like, is there any part of you that wishes that you could kind of experience that as well? No, I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. think, uh, I'd imagine that regardless of the job I had, I probably would end up like progressing quickly either sure. way. Yeah. Um, I'd say that I probably accelerate in my career by becoming a QA person sure. because it's just like, okay. In my first job, like at the company, there were like ton of engine, like a good amount of engineers. And I'd be like the first QA person, right? right? Like, and I feel like it's just a role less traveled, had a lot of opportunity, even had some leadership opportunities, right? Like we had hired another QA person. And even though I didn't have the title at my first job, I went through Indeed. And I looked through all the resumes. So I was actually like a pretty decent recruiter at the time. Yeah, I phone yeah. screened this person, Sunny Sun, if you're watching this, <laughs> um, hello. Um, she actually became an engineer at Amazon within like three years. So like a very, um, very talented person who also started in QA. Right. So for me, I, you know, like I actually think QA accelerated my career. I started at Semaphore as director of QA. Right. I became director of engineering in like a month just because there's like so many like projects to take on, but yeah, a hundred percent. Like if you, you know, the, the career trajectory the salary trajectory like i i just accelerated it that much faster through qa obviously for our listeners like your knowledge may vary but it worked for me sure yeah huh no that's cool i mean that's good to know i assumed that that you were going to say that uh because it seemed like you really (laughs) it seems like you really enjoyed kind of your journey and then pivoting back into or pivoting back into it pivoting into recruiting that's funny you did some recruiting a couple years ago maybe that was the very first uh very first idea yeah. that that maybe that's where you should be. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much uh, I don't know how much time. I have no idea how long we've been going here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we should wrap up. So I think yeah. we've covered it all. Hopefully, this sure. was interesting for our listeners. It was interesting I would... for me, so I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. So yeah. Uh, always excited to uh, exchange ideas with you, Kenny. For our listeners, tell us what you think. Do you agree? Yeah. Disagree? 
how do you look at QA? Right. Right. Ping us. Let us know. Uh, give us a like. Give us a comment. And uh, I'd be excited. So uh, on that note, uh, Kenny, if there's nothing else, great chatting with you. And uh, thank you to the listeners. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right. Take care.